In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the owners grouping. on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the edition of Ghost Chronicles Live on TojiNet. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. With me, my co-host, psychic investigator for the New England Ghost Project, the queen of pain, Maureen Wood. Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, you all done with your taxes? Yep. Yeah, well... Somebody don't want me to do mine because I've had more freaking computer problems. Why? I, I lost my whole file after working two, two days on it. And then uh. Uh, I went to start my computer. A computer wouldn't start. And then I went to use my laptop, and that wouldn't boot up. So, wow. yeah. Like, Maybe you got a computer virus. I don't, I don't know. Maybe uh. I got ghost in the machine or whatever. Uh-huh. What else is there? Oh, man, who's trying to call me? Huh? Someone's trying to call me. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. We can't hear you, Beep. You're good. Okay, good. But anyways, um, first of all, we want to definitely apologize for the people that are trying to sign up for science class tomorrow night. That I mean, Friday night. Tomorrow night, yeah. That has been posted. Thursday. Yes, tomorrow night. <laughs> uh, so we really want to thank, uh, apologize for that because uh, we were unable to do it. And it's supposed to have been up on the website, but it never got there. So anyways, uh, for those who have been trying, and I know there's been a lot of them, uh, thank you, but sorry. So anyways. That's right. Yeah, we'll do it again, though, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, because I think that's a cool one. I, wanna, I think it's a lot of fun. Anyways. Um, the other thing is we have, like, well, before I get on to that, I have other things. We also have a, a great event um, this month. It is on boom, 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 boom. They look at my little book. Uh, Monday the 27th, Dining with the Dead, with uh, Jeremy Dietramon, as, as you know, uh, Maureen, you know yep. him, right? And, yep. my, and, myself, and myself, and we will be talking about haunted lighthouses uh, from New England. We'll, I'll be talking about uh, some of the investigations, because we've investigated, I think, believe, three or four of them. And... You'll also get a free DVD of the Emmy-winning uh, New London Ledge Lighthouse uh, event. And also, uh, we will be opening up the lighthouse at a future date where you can come and uh, get a tour for it. So that's kind of cool. No, that is kind of neat. Yeah. And the big news, though, I have absolutely some tremendous news. Really? 
Yes, uh, this came about uh, yesterday, really. We are starting up the great psychic test. Oh, okay. No, no, no. This is nothing like the old great psychic test. <laughs> great, great, great the psychic great, test. Great, great psychic test. Okay, yeah. so tell me, oh, great one, this what is, is the great. psychic test? This is going to be outstanding. It will be, uh, we, were going to have, we are having four objects in boxes in four corners of the world. Really? Yep. We are having 13 people. This is the, the preliminary. It may change a little bit, but we are having 13 people with 13 questions. Well, not 13 each, but one each. Uh, sealed questions from 13 places in the world. And it's all going to be, uh, uh, what's the word, moderated by uh, parapsychologist Karen O'Keefe. Cool. From Most Haunted. So this is really, really outstanding. In fact, we're we're really looking to turning into a live event, perhaps three or four hours long, mm-hmm. uh, at least uh, an audio broadcast, maybe a, a video broadcast. But uh, and this is for our listeners. This is the cool thing about it. This isn't just for you know psychics that that want to uh, test their skills or whatever. This is for all our listeners. They can actually get involved in this. They'll be able to give their guests. Uh, not guess, whatever they pick up uh, psychically, of the four items in the four corners of the world, mm-hmm. and also the answers to the, the question. And this is going to be really neat. We're going to, be, we're going to have guest psychics on board. Uh, we may, from different countries, it's going to be awesome, absolutely awesome. And I'm really, really excited about it. And uh, I don't know. I think it's something that everybody can get involved in, like all our listeners. Uh, I think it's it's really, going to be really cool. All right. So, what do you think? I think it sounds it sounds like uh, it's going to be fun. I know that. Do like, I get to no. pick something that's in the box? No, it's absolutely all uh, all done uh, blind, all blind. Okay. Blind. Four corners zeros. I mean, we're looking at possibly Sarenka, uh Australia. I believe there will be one in the UK and maybe one in the US, but there will all be uh, persons who. Only the control will know who this per- the persons are that have the boxes. Uh, there will be webcams on each of the boxes, though. This mm-hmm. is the cool thing. So if you want to look at it and psychically pick up anything by looking at it, uh, I don't know. So what do you think? I think it's going to be uh, interesting. Now, are you giving it a timeline? What do you mean, timeline? Well, once it gets going, are you going to have, how long are you going to give people? Is there a certain time limit? Is there a month or two months? How's it working? How about three hours? Well, I'm asking. That's right, three hours. Three hours, okay. Yeah, this is going to be a live event. Oh, all right. This will I didn't be know if it was something that was going to be put out there that they could look at and not just, you know. Oh, no, um, they can look at it. They can look at it. It'll be online, but this will be a live event. Oh, okay. Uh, we will be having guests like X, uh, some most notable ones uh, that will be pretty high profile, uh-huh. uh, you know, somebody like in the, in the uh, David Wells caliber, mm-hmm. and, of course, someone in the U.S. Service, uh, as well. But there will be psychics from all over the world, which will be pretty neat. But the cool thing, I mean, they're going to be doing, giving their, their bid on it, but the cool thing, like I said, our listeners will be able to get involved. We'll, they'll be able to uh, email their... their uh, I, I hate saying guest because it's really not a guest, right? Um, what would you call it? It's not a guest. Listeners? 
No, no, no. We're, we're, they're not guessing what's in the box. I mean, so what would you call it? I mean, it's not really a guess. Would you um, a prediction? That's really a prediction, but uh, their impression of what is in the box. I guess that's a good way of putting there it. There you go. So uh, I don't know, though. The, the only thing that, that worries me is that, um, I, I don't know, psychics seem to be a little bit sensitive about, uh, like, tests and stuff. Well, no? You know, the thing is, is there's no, you know, everybody knows that there's no guarantees for anything. Right. So, I mean, you do what you can. If it happens, if you pick up on it, great. If you don't, great. That's fine. Right. That's why we're having four different items. So it'll be, it'll be really, really, uh, uh, as far as that. I mean, if someone, someone got one of them, it might be a guess. Uh, so. I don't know. I mean, it depends how far out the what the items are, you know. So, what, what do you mean? Well, I mean, you say if they get one of them, it could be a guess, right? Right, right. But I mean, it depends if how obvious the item would be is what I'm saying. Because I mean, depending on how the obvious, then yeah, that might be a guess. But it's something that's unique and outside the realm of you know believability. Maybe it's not a guess. Maybe they're actually just picking up on one area and not the other. Uh, Who knows? I think it. Well, I mean, I don't. Well, know. what I'm saying is, if you go and you give a number, right? Yeah. You pick a number, then I could say, yeah, it's a guess if you get one out of so many. But if yeah. you are just if you are describing a specific object that you're picking up on, then yeah. it, I don't really consider it as much a guess because I don't know. You had to have tapped into something to get a description of it. It's not something as simple as just giving a number. Is what I'm saying. Right, I, I agree 100 percent with that, but uh, it just okay. means that maybe you know you you don't you know who knows maybe you pick up the energy from some type of item that might be metal or whatever have you better than if right. it was a cloth item or so forth. So it's not necessarily it's a guess. It just could be that your ability to tap into it is, is different. Really, really, you never know. Right? Huh. When you talk about psychometry, right? Yep. You talk about, it depends what people are doing. We're not really talking remote viewing. If we are talking remote viewing, then it may not matter. If you're talking about trying to tap into the item there in a different way, that's going to be independent upon the person, and that's actually going to be whether it's, you know, could be metal, could be wood, could be whatever, holds energy a different way, and maybe that person resonates differently with that object. Right, okay, I, I understand. But I think the really cool thing about this is that, you know, people who, like, uh, Leslie, for instance, who I, I think she's in the chat room now. I'm not, I don't have the chat room up, so I'm not sure. But, I mean, she is a person who is, I think, awakening psychically. So this would be a, a great little test for her to see how she does. Yeah, I think she, it would be great. It would be great for a lot of our, um, a lot of our listeners, especially Leslie. Because, yeah. like you say, she's opening up when she had come out to, um, you know, the ghost 101 that we had in Salem, Mass. I mean, she right. was picking up on a lot of different impressions. She was almost, you know, feeling the spirit of John actually trying to come through. And uh, so you never know. I mean, it'd be very interesting experience to see what's going to happen. Yeah, I, 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 like I said, I'm really excited. And to have, uh, you know, uh, Karen O'Keefe as, as the uh, controller for this is going to be absolutely awesome. I mean, he, this, is, this guy has a doctor in parapsychology. Fantastic. Really? 
Yeah. That's cool. Well, I never yeah. have had an opportunity to speak with him, so I really I can't say. Well, he's from, he's from most started. I understand that, but I don't watch any of that. Yeah, yeah. So right. it's not anything I have against anyone, but my personal opinion for me was not that I, I just didn't want to watch so that I wouldn't, you know, try to, let's just say, take over someone else's opinions or what have you. I wanted to try to be able to, to go out and have my own experiences and not relive someone else's. Even if it's subconsciously, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, oh, okay, I see. I can't, not in I, a bad way. I mean, I don't want to say, well, oh, Maureen, you're acting a lot like someone in the show, or Maureen, you know, you're saying a lot, or you're, you're doing just like they did on Most Haunted, whatever. And if someone says that, I think, well, that's great, because to me that's like it's more confirmation that maybe I am doing something and other people are doing something on a similar energy level, right? But if I'm sitting there watching the show then even subconsciously I could be just taking in that information and, you know, even though I don't intend to, just transferring it out another way. Interesting. Yeah, it's my own belief. Yeah. So I, I had actually, uh, we were supposed to have Ann Carrigan on the show from East Bridgewater's Most Haunted, speaking of Most Haunted, but uh, she had a family crisis, so she, she uh, wasn't able to do it. But she actually went to investigate the uh, inn at Washington Square, and, oh, did she? How'd she make out? But yeah, she did very good. But his, his interesting story is that uh, she was retelling me her experiences. And one of the experiences she had upstairs in the bath, second floor bathroom is that she was using a pendulum, and the pendulum kind of pulled straight down. And I really had to laugh and, 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 and in a way also be kind of proud because I'm the one who taught her to use the pendulum. Really? Yes. I thought that? that was kind of neat. Yeah, yeah, too. See, that's too cool. I mean, it's it's great when you get to kind of go through it and you see someone that you know starts picking up on, um, you know, dowsing or whatever it is that you're teaching them, and and really seeing it through their eyes. I think yeah. that's cool. Yeah, uh, that was that was. I mean, that was a, a great investigation. And, you know, we've been there like three times, believe it or not, already. Can you imagine that. Yes, I can. And uh, we've always had some good experience there, uh, and they're great hosts. You can actually rent rooms there, which is kind of neat too. So, uh, but we got some uh, great events coming up too. We we will also be doing, uh, if we get Coast Guard approval, a ghost hunt at uh, Portsmouth Lighthouse, which is kind of neat too. So, that would be really good. When is that going to be? I'm not sure of the date yet on that yet, but uh, I believe it is maybe in August. I'm not quite sure. I. Either August or September, I'm not sure. So that's going to be kind of neat as well. Is it? So we've got a lot of neat, neat things coming up. Of course, Richard Felix is coming over in August, and so that'll be great. On the second half of the show, by the way, we, we are going to uh, talk to the owner of another haunted B&B, uh, the Shanley uh, Hotel in New York, which has been getting a lot of press, especially on MySpace. That, uh, is... Uh, they do a lot of events. In fact, uh, they're in contact with the uh, end at Washington Square. And um, I know Brian Hanois. Hanois, I, I can never say his name. You know, like the run dude guy from the Ghost Hunters? Mm hmm Yeah, he, I know he's done events there before. And Robbie, uh, uh, what's his name? Robbie Thomas, he's a psychic from, I believe, in Canada or someplace. But uh, he's also done events there as well, so. Uh, it's a haunted B&B, similar to the uh, Lizzie Borden, which
which I know you love. Oh, yeah, my favorite place. And I <laughs> say that with all, um, you know, adoration. <laughs> anyway. Really? No, I, I'm just being sarcastic. Um, I actually have something that, remember I talked to you about um, the maybe about a week or two ago. You may remember, you may not. Why? Um, I'm getting old? Is that, is no, that what because it's something I just said in passing. Yeah. But I wanted to bring it up because Why, maybe even our listeners, huh? No, maybe our listeners, you know, if they want to call in, right, by the way, they want to call in to the site. Yeah. Peter, 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869. Yes, at that number. Yeah. Um, but if they want to call in, now, this is the, here's the thing. You know, you know when you start finally getting an understanding of, thing, you know, that the paranormal truly exists or our loved ones are, you know, they've passed, but they're not gone, okay? So you and I have had this conversation that I've been speaking with this, you know, gentleman from work, um, and it's actually someone that, you know, came to me about a loved one that had passed and so forth. So we've been having this communication back and forth, and I feel kind of, um, I feel really bad because he's really reaching out and he's really trying to communicate now, you know, in his family environment with his, his loved one. But the whole point is, is, you know, he sent me this website of this woman that lives in, um, in France somewhere. And, you know, I haven't really had the opportunity to sit down and try out the experiment but I have to say, it's very bizarre. This woman says that she's a medium and she speaks to the dead, which, you know, I'm all for and I believe and so forth. But she basically says that she has this software um, and this music or somehow that she's been able to create it. And you download it and listen to it in a dark area. It almost makes me think of, you know, when we had gone into that chamber in North Adams. Oh, really? You want to remember that? No, I don't. But it makes me think, <laughs> the way she described it, yes. it's saying like a black room or some dark area. The psychomanthium like, chamber. The psychomanthium chamber, thank which you. I, which I actually said properly. Yes, you did, which is amazing in itself. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> I, I am really moving up to another plane, I think. You are. You are. But, you know, the whole point is, is like I have not had an opportunity to try it out, and I will tell our listeners that, you know, I will report back. I will send in this email or whatever. Well, maybe we can even interview this woman in the future in some of the shows. I'm kind of curious if this stuff works. As far as I'm concerned, it really bothers me to kind of uh, have someone that comes out and, and tells people, hey, you know, if you sit in a dark room and you listen to this music, you'll be able to communicate with your loved one. And it just leads, leads me to kind of get nervous, right? Aren't you kind of like opening it up? Yeah, because my fear is, listen... There is a lot else out there. There is a lot of other... I mean, you don't know if you're in a haunted environment, number one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you could be opening up a door to God's know, God knows what. And, and you know, if you're sensitive... Devil knows what, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're sensitive, um, I understand exactly, hey, there, there's, you know, there is times when you want to open up and you want to increase your psychic ability, and that's all well and good. But I also think that you have to err on the side of caution, Right. Yeah. that you have to be aware that it's just not the good out there, that there is, you know, things going on, and that sometimes we can, you know, not meaning to open up a can of worms, so to speak. So I don't, I mean, I will have to kind of search for the website, but um, I just want your take on that, Ron. What do you think about that? In regards to what, if it works or not? If it works or not. I mean, if you think it's something that, someone should try, or do you think it's something that's, you know, foolhardy? Uh, don't try this at home, kids. 
I, yeah. uh, uh, you know, I just don't know how to feel about it. You know, uh, it's it's really it's really hard uh, to say because anything you do in the paranormal is you're actually opening something up, whether you're working with EVPs. I mean, you're doing inviting, no matter how you look at it. Well, yeah, but you know what? EVPs are even a pendulum or or a Ouija board or, I mean, what's the difference between an Ouija board and an EVP? You know, I don't know. If you're putting, maybe it's got to do with if you take your tape recorder and you're just turning it on and you're listening to see if someone's there, Right. Yeah, but aren't you asking questions there Sometimes, for, right? but I don't think you're any asking for anyone in particular all the time. If you go into a haunted place and you've so heard... So isn't that the, kind of worse? You know, I don't know. That's what I'm, I'm wondering. I mean, now I'm kind of thinking, I mean, is it right? Is it wrong? I know that when people come to my house and they want to have readings done for loved ones, right? As far as I'm concerned, I basically tell them up front, you know, if that's what you're looking for, maybe I'm not the right person because I will not sit out there and say, hey, so-and-so wants to speak with you. you got to come now. That's not the way it works. You know, if I put out kind of a comic calling card and say, listen, you know, if there's someone out there that needs to speak with so-and-so, I am going to sit down with them, you know, sometime in the next day. If you want to speak with them, let me know, and I will try to get a message to me, that's different because I'm not requesting specific person that has to be there, right? If they come, it's of their own free will. Yeah. You know? So, but we go into an environment, haunted environment. We kind of go there. We don't, we, you know, we don't necessarily get information ahead of time. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you don't. But you go in and you're just kind of putting feelers out to see if someone's there trying to communicate. We're not saying, well, we know this historically, this house was owned by so-and-so, and you're here, or are you here? I don't, you know, I think once we know they're there, we're talking to them. You know, I don't think it's necessarily saying a specific person, and I think that sometimes that's a big difference. I don't huh. know. Maybe I'm just willfully thinking it's something that it's not. I don't know. I really don't know. Well, let me let me. Uh, I don't. I don't know. This is all conjecture, well, of course. But right, it's things I've been thinking about. You might say. Yeah. You know, the more that I've been working with people that are really trying to reach out to their loved ones, and I'm not saying they wouldn't, because I'll even say, listen, but ask them if there's a message you need to give me. You want to say it to me? You know, if you can't get through to me, try to get through to me while I'm sleeping, or my dreams, or get right. me that way. So. I'm not, but I'm not saying, hey, you're standing right here, you must talk to me. I mean, I think you're taking free will out of the picture when you do that. So I think it's a very fine line we walk. I think it's really fine. I mean, for instance, uh, I, I, some people say, well, you know, I'm an experienced ghost hunter, so therefore it's okay that I do it. But uh, what makes you any more special than somebody who doesn't do anything at all? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, uh, you experienced what, what makes you an experienced ghost? Has it gone to a bunch of haunted locations? Uh, or is it because you practice uh, protection? Or, you know, I mean, these are all things. I mean, uh, we talked to the two guys from Pararex, right? They go out ghost hunting. And said, no, they've only been doing it for about two years. But, I mean, they don't do any protection at all. Now, is that someone that you want doing this? I don't. Right. I mean, and the thing is, I think you're only as good as your next investigation, you know. Who knows? What's, you just have to be careful. Right. 
You know, you never know what you're going to encounter, and I think it's when you lose that ability to be objective and sometimes and to kind of be aware and, you know, cautious, even sometimes when you go out on any site, then you you look for trouble. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, not showing fear is great. I think that in itself is Well, yeah, you don't want, okay. Yeah, but is that good enough? But that's, that's not foolhardiness either. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's good enough. That's the thing. I mean, you always talk about how you're uh, eclectic and you're like an onion. You you peel off your things. I think that's that's a a good uh, you know thing to do. Um, I am Catholic. Uh, you know, I rely on my Catholic beliefs, but I mean, I still carry crystals and everything else because uh, I don't find them anti-Catholic for one. So therefore, I don't, I don't have no problem carrying them. But they may may also uh, provide me additional protection. Uh, so you know, it's 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 a fine line, like you said before. It, it's very very difficult. Uh, you know, the, I don't know. It's it's really scary, kind of in a way. You know, what's interesting is um, we did have it. We had a great guest right on last week. Uh, did? We did. And what? God forgive me if I can't remember his name. I know. Oh, Don, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy, Don. No, John. Yeah, the guy for uh, Peter James. He was awesome. Actually. Yeah, and he I was awesome. But I will yeah. say, he brought something up near the end of the show that we really hadn't kind of talked about. And one of them was, you know, um, is it Peter James? Peter it's, James' belief, it, yeah. as far as bringing crystals, that you know he didn't need yeah. to, and um, yeah. bringing crystals on site. And you know, that's an individual thing. I mean, anybody who, you know, you, to me. I almost feel like sometimes I hate to say that, but sometimes it's a it's a um, energy high. Sometimes I'll sit and just be in my house, and I mean I had I love rocks, I love stones, and sometimes and from feeling the energy of the of the crystals, sometimes it's just that's my way of trying to do meditation or focus or you know draw myself in. Do yeah. I need to have them? Not necessarily. Do I like them? Great. I even use some some I'll use for protection because guess what? Like you say. You know, being eclectic, have a little bit of extra stuff so that one day when you're feeling kind of low of energy and you're kind of tired, guess what? I have many different things that I can use as some form of added protection. And even if it's only something I feel that that's that, you know, I'm being protected, I, I can't discount it. Right. It's, you know, like I said, it's a fine line. And, and uh, you know, I can say, you know, can I say that what we're doing is absolutely foolproof. Right. And I can't say that. You know, I, I I hope in my heart it is and believe in my heart it is, but you know, there may be something bigger and better than me. So <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I just found the name. I know we're going to be getting close to break. Yeah. Um, I just found the name of that website though. Yeah, go ahead. What it's called www.thetalktothedead.org. Oh, yeah, of course it is. Why don't you type that in the, uh, the uh, Toji chat room? All right, I will. Hang yeah. on. But uh, I know the break is coming up pretty quick, right? It uh, is, shortly. One minute or so. But anyways, there's a new show that's, that's coming on, I guess, oh, it's definitely starts today, April 15th, with Nancy Bromgarden, Psychic Kids. What? Psychic Kids. Psychic Kids? Yeah, Nancy is a mom and Claire with a clairvoyant daughter and director of the Enchanted Forest Institute of Camp. Oh, Don, here's the break. 
Uh, I might talk, well, we can't, we have a chillin', but this is interesting. Uh, you know how I feel about psychic kids. Mm-hmm. You know? Anyway, uh, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Live with Maureen Good and Ron Cohen, and we'll be right back after following messages on yeah, with uh, the Shanley Hotel. Sponsored by GhostVillage.com at www.GhostVillage.com backslash news. Good evening, I'm Christopher Balzano and you're listening to The Haunted Headlines, Ghost Village's weekly journey on the paranormal newswire to bring you the biggest stories making waves in the ghostly community. A few weeks ago, Ghost Village covered the story of a paranormal group in Ocala, Florida working to save a haunted inn. This week we are sad to report their efforts were in vain. The Seven Sisters Inn was purchased by First Coastal Community Bank for $100,000 at a foreclosure auction Tuesday. According to Ocala.com, the auction price includes the two Victorian homes on the National Registry of Historic Places and everything in them, including furnishes the former owners had collected over the years. Tuesday, members of the group who had tried to save the inn through an online petition, Southeastern Paranormal Investigations, organized a public candlelighting ceremony to give their final goodbyes to a building they believed was vital to the local and paranormal community. Ghosts are notorious for complaining after a house has been renovated, but in South Africa, one might be helping to make the decisions. Like the famous Winchester House, spirits are offering advice at the old St. John's Church Rectory in Bathurst, so the new tenant, Marilyn Michelle, can get it done right. According to the Dispatch Online, soon after the purchase, she dropped her daughter at a medium's house in Zwazula Nadhal to advise on what to do with the ghosts. Instead, the medium told her a nun who had committed suicide in the house wanted certain alterations made to make it look like it had years ago in its heyday. Michelle followed the orders and has made peace with the departed nun, although several other spirits who were responsible from everything from odd smells and weird dreams to noises and lights have been thrown out by exorcists and witch doctors. And last from the wire tonight, if you've got what it takes, you too can be on Ghost Hunters. According to the Sci-Fi Network, there is a new show on the horizon titled Ghost Hunters New Generations, which has begun looking for talent to display. It appears the show will be more about educating investigators than the original Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International. Quote, whether you're a college student majoring in psych, engineering, or journalism, or just a whiz with electronics or photography, you may have the skills that could be perfect for a team of up-and-coming paranormal investigators. And if you and your friends love to explore cemeteries and old houses, then we want to teach you how to do it right. End quote. You can officially sign up by visiting Sci-Fi's website or heading off to Pilgrim Films' site at www.pilgrim-films.com backslash casting.html. Good luck. That's all the news we have for this week. Please stay tuned when we offer a special report later in the week on two different stories we've been tracking over the past couple months. Until then, you can go to our website at www.ghostvillage.com backslash news to get more information on these stories or anything else we cover during the week. I'm Chris Balzano, and that's what's haunting me. We're back, I think. We are back. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles Live with Maureen Wood and Ron Kowick. The number here is 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869. And join us live in the Toki chat room. And what do you mean, 
to how to do it right. And who makes them authorities on ghost hunting? Hey, 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 hey. You, what? Do we have our guest on yet? We do. Just oh, I'm sorry. Any minute. No, go ahead. Um, I have to say, this is really strange. Yeah. While we were on that few-minute break, I was like, oh, you know, I haven't had an opportunity to try out this website. So I'm showing you guys where the website is. Right. I, I turn it on, and I start watching it. It's really not sound. It's more like using lights and flashing lights. And um, I don't, can't quite explain what's going on. I am not sitting in a darkened room. I am sitting where it's pretty busy, and I get my concentration going on for the radio. But I will tell you, I started feeling a lot of, energy, my third eye started vibrating, my face started uh, spiraling, like feeling numb, um, really? like, like a lot of energy was starting, which is really strange, because I have never done it where I was feeling that so quickly by just watching a small clip of video. Watching colored lights? It's not, it's, well, yeah, it's got the kind of the green and white, and they're flashing like strobe almost, but the whole point is, is they're also talking in the background, and it's almost getting you in some kind of trance. It's very strange, yeah. so... I would say that I can't, I, unless I've gone through it and tried it the correct way to see, I'm not going to say I value it 100%, but it yeah. is doing something. Yeah, send your money to Ron. No, it's free. There's Ron. no, there's no, uh. No, no, that's the message. Yeah, that's not the message. Well, it will be. I'm not that, not that far gone. If I get it, if I get it on the air, that's the message to be send your money to Ron. So, anyway, seriously. speaking of, uh, haunted hotels, if we weren't, uh, <laughs> let's bring on, I guess, with Sal from the Haunted Shanley Hotel. Sal, you there? Good evening, Maureen and Ron. Hey, uh, how are you? Doing pretty good. Can't complain. So why don't we start by giving out uh, your website, which is always good. That way we won't forget it. <laughs> it's uh, www.shanleyhotel.com. All right. And, uh, and go ahead. And... Uh, my space, the Shanley Hotel. All right, excellent. And the Shanley Hotel is where? It's in Napanock, New York, uh, the foot of the Casco Mountains. It's easy for you to say. <laughs> Napanock? Uh, Napanock. N-A-P-O-N-A-C-H. Geez, Maureen, you think they have pug wuggies there? I don't know. It sounds <laughs> like it could be. <laughs> but we're right next to Shawanka Mountains. So, uh, oh, my God, forget it. I can never even say half those <laughs> words. I'm in trouble. <laughs> but yeah. now, why don't you tell us a little bit about, the, the first of all, the history of how you acquired the hotel, and then we'll talk a little bit about the history of the hotel uh, and go from there. I, I, the, the hotel closed down in 1991, and I bought it in 2005. It was completely a shamble you know, ransacked and everything else over the years. Uh, so we're restoring it back to original condition. Uh, like I say, don't judge a book by its cover. We haven't worked on the outside yet. But when you step into the hotel, it's like stepping back into the early 1900s. And uh, the wallpaper, furniture, everything. You know, uh, we're at bed and breakfast. We kept the name ho the hotel because of Mr. Shanley. He had... That was the name of his hotel, Shanley Hotel. And but it's more like a bed and breakfast. And, and, and we have uh the hotel was built in eighteen forty five and it burnt down in eighteen ninety five of March 
rebuilt the same year and reopened the same year. And uh, we have close to anywhere from 30 to 40 spirits in a hotel. Really? And, and okay, yeah. i got to ask, Maureen should be asking this question. 30 to 40 spirits, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, have you seen any yourself? Yes, yes. Can you, we have can names. you describe we have, it? We, docu- we documented them. Uh, as a matter of fact, when you get EVPs, with all the EVPs that, that we have gotten in this hotel, and, and 90% of them are Class 8 EVPs, you don't get too many that you can't understand. Really? And you don't have to fool around with them. And uh, listening to the EVPs after a while, we never know the, the names of the person. We know who the person is by the EVP. You know, uh, we have quite a, like I say, we have quite a few spirits in the hotel. We have, I must have had, well, so far, maybe 200 paranormal groups come through this hotel. Wow. Uh, Two years? Yes. Uh, we're, we're, we're open all the time. They come, they can come here just as, uh, a couple or whatever. They don't have to come as a whole group. Uh, the activity in this hotel, and like what Brian Hamwa said, when he came, when he first came here, I, I says to him, you walk around, you tell me what you think. And he walked through the hotel, and he was in the hotel for maybe 25, 30 minutes, and he came out, and he says to me, Sal, I could honestly say, and you can call him and ask him, and he'll tell you, this is the most hauntedest place that I have ever been to, and I've been all over the world. Oh, that's when incredible. When John Zappis was here, John Zappis walked in a hotel. He came as, as a guest, you know, as a friend. And he walked in a hotel, him and Alexander Holster. And they, the minute they walked through the, through the door, John turned to me and says to me, you have central air conditioning in this building. Now, this was in the midsummer. Right. And it was hot out. And I says, no. I says, we call it spirit air conditioning. <laughs> you know, and he started laughing, you know, and he went through the whole building. And I let them go by themselves, him and Alexandra. You go through the building, you come out, you tell me what you feel and what you think. And they came out and they said to me, you have a lot of spirits in that hotel. The energy is out of this world. He said, there's nothing evil in a hotel. We have one spirit that's a little grumpy, you know, and that's Joe on the third floor. And uh, there's times that he's a, he's a I say a spirit that's in his, somewhere in his 40s, he doesn't like to be bothered. He likes his own privacy, you know, and he can get a little rambunctious at times, verbally. Right. You know, he would never hurt anybody, but he'll right. tell you to get out of his room, you know, and things like that, you know. Uh, <laughs> so we have, we have quite a few uh, things going on in here. You know, when I treat him as family. Right. And they're all good spirits. There's not, they have their own free will. They come and go as they please. And that's stuck here. You know, uh, like one person had accused me once of holding a spirit here. I don't do that. If, a, if, if Maureen came in here and she found a spirit that had to be crossed over, we will cross it over. Mm-hmm. We have no problem with that. You know, and the spirits tell me that. They tell me 
we had we had one that you were talking before about a Ouija board. Right. We had one group, and I don't allow Ouija boards. Okay. And we had one group that came in, and they made a homemade Ouija board on one of the tables. And after they left, we had nothing but problems for three days. I have a good friend of mine who's psychic medium or a medium, and she never comes unless I call her or she calls me and tells me I'm coming over for coffee. She came knocking at my door, and she says, something's wrong. I have to come in. I said, okay. We came in. She says, what's going on? I said, I don't know. I said, there's been a lot of slamming the doors, yelling and other stuff. I said, I just don't understand it. I said, we got to sit down and figure this one out. And when we went into the bar area, our spirits were down there. And Madeline, who was one of the ladies of the house, had told us that there was a spirit there that was brought in that had to be crossed over. And she told us that he was up on the third floor. We went up on the third floor, and yes, we did find him. His name was David, and we did cross him over. And and we haven't had any more problems since. You know, but our spirits in the hotel are very friendly spirits. I When people come into the hotel, I tell them, if you disrespect him, I'll show you the door. I don't allow that. I don't allow provoking. I don't allow Ouija So you would, you would never allow the ghost adventurers in there then? No. Not if they're going to provoke. No. Now, okay. so do you think after the Ouija board event that uh, some of the spirits, you know, basically were insulted or upset? Yes. And I noticed that they get insulted. Like when teams come in and they set up cameras all over the place. I don't mean to, your, your camcorder or your, your, uh, your, your photo camera. But I'm talking about the uh, DRV, whatever they call them, where they set up cameras and they sit downstairs and they watch all the movements and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. The, spir- the spirits do not like that. They feel they're being constantly watched. And, and that's we, what we've been told, you know. And so I let, I let groups still do it. And a lot of times they won't get anything up on the third floor. They'll get things up in a brothel. Wherever they don't have cameras, they'll get things. They get a lot of EVPs. Matter of fact, when Brian was here, we did a live shot on uh, video on the internet, and we had a hundred. We had uh, seventeen thousand viewers that night. And Joe on the third floor, he in plain English, he got pissed off, and he caused a couple of problems in here. He he upset some people, you know, and. Uh, after that, we had to calm Joe down, and things went right back to normal. Everybody settled down. But the chat room was, was jammed full. They couldn't get in the chat room. You know, it was just it was something else, you know. Now, have you been able to capture any images on film at all? Yes, we, we got. If you, if you go to MySpace, I have uh, three or four videos on there. We have one of a shadow person on the third floor. We have one with Chris, uh, Christine from CJEVP on Block Talk Radio. She's from Texas. She came up in December. And John, we have a little boy upstairs, Jonathan, about, uh, I don't know, about seven, eight years old. And he likes to play with the we, we keep some balls and toys up there for him. And he likes to play with the ball. Quite a few people got him to roll the ball. So, but they, we never caught it on film. So when CJ came, we set up a camera on the third floor, and we sat up there, and we talked to Jonathan, and we, 
we were up there for about 15, 20 minutes, and I was going to say, all right, let's cut it because it's not happening, and all of a sudden the ball broke. You know, so uh, then we got on the second floor in the blue room. We have a spirit in there, a young man who communicated with uh, an investigator. She's been here two, three times, and the last time she was here, she asked him to blink the lights on a K2 meter, and the lights started blinking, and they started going crazy. She asked him to appear. As the lights got were flashing like nuts. I mean, they were just going off the wall. The camera went out of focus, and she asked them to stop, and all of a sudden the light stopped, and the camera went right back into focus. Now, I don't know personally. We think it was him trying to make himself appear, or the reason the camera went out of focus was because of the lights. Huh. You know, so... And like I say, I, I have a gentleman coming back who's a scientist, and he came with his son, and he just got into the paranormal about a year and a half ago. And they were upstairs, and he asked, and he was up, him and his son were up there alone, and he asked uh, what year it was. And he got an EVP back saying this year. And this guy is so amazed with that, because there was nobody else up on the third floor, when, when that happened, that uh, he's coming back again tomorrow, and uh, he's going to spend a couple of days here and investigate. Like I say, most people, I say 99% of the people, you come in with a, a positive attitude and an open mind, and you're, you're respectful to the spirits, they will interact with you. And I call them the good old boys because they like to play jokes. We have a hiney poker. They like to pull on people's hair, you know, <laughs> not pull on it, but they'll curl. Really? We have a young girl here named Rosie who died in the well right across the road. And now, that, that's one was, of the things I was going to ask you. How do you know uh, how these spirits are associated with the, the hotel? Or are well, they just street ghosts walking from through? The from the beginning, when I first bought the hotel, I didn't have no idea that there was any activity in the hotel. I didn't find out until the the night after the closing, I was up on the second floor, my wife, myself, and another couple, and we were talking, and we just had a candle lit because there was no electric in the hotel at all, and all of a sudden, we heard footsteps coming up the staircase, and that started the whole thing, and when we went to the, when I went to open the door, I says, I remember locking the door downstairs, and when we opened the door, there was nothing there. Then my friend and I, we started doing our own investigating. We started, uh, I hooked up, I went out and I bought a motion detector camera that they use for hunting. We put it up in the old brothel. And, I, and two days after that, we went up there and I noticed that one shot was taken. I had it developed and it was taken at, I think at 10 o'clock in the morning, stamped on the film. And it's a young lady looking out the window. And then we, then we got a picture of who, who we call the guardian. And he's downstairs going to, uh, to the entrance of the gentleman's quarters. And you see him there. And this is all on my website. And the EVPs are on my website. And I don't fool around with them. And uh, they're not only from me, but 
I'm at the point now where I don't ever bother anymore. I have all these investigators that come in, send me this stuff now, you know, and I put them on the website. Yeah. So, I mean, now, how did you actually categorize the ghosts? I mean, you, I mean, you said there's 35 ghosts there, but, I mean, I, how, it, do you, it, how do you know that exactly? I mean, is there, like... Psychics that came in, or did they in tell the you the name? I had, in the beginning, I had a lot, a lot of different psychics come in, a lot of mediums, and they would give us names. I would start going to the library, the, the halls of record, and stuff like that, and finding out about these people and where they came from, you know, that they were in the hotel and everything, you know. And, and I would do all this research. I spent hours and hours and hours doing research. I have a book downstairs. Right now, we're up to the 19, 1940s, I think. And it's, it's a thick book and has newspaper articles. It has everything. Mrs. Roosevelt, the president, uh, they used to come here. In fact, oh, the, Shanleys were, the Shanleys were very uh, good friends with the Roosevelt. And Thomas Edison was here. And Mr. Goodrich was here. And Eastern Kodak was here. You know, the hotel's got a lot of history to it. You know, and these are all articles that I have of things. That's why, if you notice on our, if you go to my website, we have a lot of quotes from Eleanor Roosevelt on the website. She was a very intelligent woman, you know, and her quotes are fantastic, you know, and we put them on our website. Now, have you slept in the hotel yourself? I live in a hotel. You live yeah. in a hotel. Yeah, they live there. Yeah. They live there. They live okay, there. so um, how many experiences and in, in X amount of years have you had yourself? Yeah, I bought the place in 2005. We have experiences just about every day. We have doors open. We have, uh, at night, you, you'll hear at times Mr. Shanley walking down the hall whistling. You hear footsteps going up and down, a knocking on the door, it, all kinds of things, you know. Little, like I say, little Rosie, she likes to play peekable. And, uh, Port Paranormal has her two, three times. They picked her up on EVPs. Matter of fact, one time, Brian from Port says to her, Rosie, you want to play peekable? And she turned around and told him no. You know, and, uh, I have groups that bring their, bring their new, uh, their newbies here because it, it they, uh, they're guaranteed, just almost guaranteed to get EVPs and stuff, you know. And when a group comes in, like if you just came in as a group, I would take you for a tour through the hotel and you set up your equipment and then I'm gone. I go up to my office, I stay up in my office and that's it. You're on your own. You're a professional. You don't need me taking along with you, you know. Right. And then when you take a break, you tell me you're going to take a break at 1 o'clock, I'll come down at one o'clock and see see what he's got. He's listening to EVPs or whatever, you know, like that, or you know, and talk with you. Now I, I know you, I know you said before that uh, the ghosts don't like uh, remote cameras set up and everything. Do you allow it or or not? I allow it, but I ask their permission first. And uh, if they're going to give them anything, they'll give it to them. But they don't really like the idea of the cameras. They don't like the cameras on all the time because they feel they feel that they're being watched. 
Does that make sense to you? No. So, now, what if you ask them, you know, for the permission? Do you ever do that? Yes. I, when, when groups come in, I usually, I usually talk to Mr. Shanley, and I tell him, you know, you're not, you're not a circus performer. If you want to give them evidence, give them evidence. If you don't want to give it to them, then you don't have to give it to them. You know, uh, your family, and that's that. You know, And most of the times they give them evidence unless there's something negative that they don't like, and they'll let us know about it. They'll set off a fire alarm. Uh, they'll go up in the kitchen with my wife. It gets very cold in the kitchen, you know, and she knows they're there, you know, and if she's laying down, because a lot of times at night, while I'm up with the group, you know, I'm in my office and the group is investigating, if something's going on, they'll, they'll shake the bed to let her know it's something that they don't like. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, well, matter, yeah. Fact, matter of fact, here's, here's the one, Ron. I had yep. a group here from High Point, New Jersey. Uh-huh. Now, they had a gentleman with them that was very negative. He was negative all night. And they weren't getting a thing. And my wife called me on my cell phone, and she says to me, what's going on down here? So I says to her, why? She says, all the spirits are up here with me. <laughs> That's so funny. I, said, <laughs> I talked to the team leader, and I said to the team leader, that man has to go. He's too negative. You're not going to get anything. So they, they made him leave. And when he left, 10 minutes after he left, she turned around to me, the team leader, and the rest of the team, and says it was like a breath of fresh air. The whole atmosphere in the hotel changed, and the rest of the night they started getting EVPs and all kinds of things. But, and they still come back, you know. Now, people can, uh, will they rent the place? How does this work as far as bringing paranormal groups in? Uh, do you rent rooms as well? Is, 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 right, the rooms. We charge, how, we, charge, we charge $75 a night, and uh-huh. that includes the room. That includes continental breakfast. It includes snacks and coffee all night long. The coffee pot's always going. <laughs> uh, and you good do man. your investigation. That's and one thing a you, good investigator needs is plenty of coffee. Yeah, yeah exactly. Coffee, and food. You know? And food, right. That's it. You know, ghost hunting without food is, you know, like a duck out of, out of water. Exactly. So, you know, we, we do that. And uh, and like I say, for $75 a night, you can't beat it. And if you look at the website, you'll see the rooms we have. Then we have the gentlemen's quarters. Some groups come in and they rent the gentlemen's quarters out. We have four full-size beds in there, and they'll all stay in that one spot for a They'll rent the brothel out, you know, and right. uh, they'll stay up in a brothel. We have three bedrooms up there and uh, full-size beds. That sounds so, like a, that sounds like a place for me, don't you think, Maureen? I was just going to say that the brothel or the the other part. The brothel. <laughs> you know, you know how I I always reach out to the woman of the night. Yeah, you're just so giving. Yeah, I am. But anyways, uh, <laughs> so now. Allow, uh, let me ask you this. Now, for instance, what if you had two paranormal groups? Could one rent the uh, brothel, for instance, and one rent the, the gentleman's club? And, uh, yes, they yes. Inter- and would they interfere with each other? No, because uh, usually, like the last event we had, we had 30, 30 35 people here. 
And what we did was we split them up into three different groups. But if two groups rented the, the let's say, the gentleman's quarter and the brothel, right. uh, one can work the third floor, the other one can work the other end of the hotel, the basement and all that, and then usually what they'll do is they switch. Oh, okay. You know, and the other group will go up to the up to the, uh, the third floor and the first group will go over to the brothel and the uh, gentleman's quarters, the basement, the secret room, you know. Yeah, it's a, you know, there's a bigger room as well. Ooh, that, that's my fancy, fancy. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a room that uh, during Prohibition, the place was uh, busted a couple of times during Prohibition. And I found that accidentally in a, in a closed closet. I was coming up the basement stairs and the stone wall, I looked in the stone wall because there is crawl spaces. Uh-huh. And I says, oh, that's another crawl space. And I was shining the flashlight and I couldn't see no dirt. So I went up on the, on the first floor and I started looking around on the floor. And when I got into a closed closet, I started prying the, some of the boards and all of a sudden a door popped open and it was a staircase going down to this room which is the size of that whole hallway, and it's all concrete and everything on the inside. And I found old newspapers from 1932 down there, oh, and old cool. corks and stuff like that. Well, I hate to tell you this, but we run out of time. Can you imagine that? Uh, <laughs> I mean, we just barely scratched the surface. We'll, we'll have to have you on again, Sal. This, this is really interesting, and, and we'd definitely like to learn more about the Shanley. Uh, give out your website again, please. Is www.shanleyhotel.com, uh-huh. and all the information's on there about the, about our events and uh, our prices on our rooms and everything. Like I say, it's seventy-five dollars a night. Excellent. That sounds well, great. Sal, we thank you so much for coming on. Like I said, we'll have you on again because this is really interesting. I'd like to learn a little bit more. We didn't get too much into. Uh, a lot of the particulars. I mean, we mentioned some of the ghosts and some of the things that are going on. Right. But I would like to uh, learn a little bit more about the Shanley myself. So. Anytime, Ron. Uh, just give uh, me a call, and I'll be glad to come on again. Well, thanks, Sal. Awesome. Have a, Thank you, have you have so a, much. You have a great night. Right, thank you. too, yep. now. Good night, Maureen. Thanks, Sal. Good night, Good night. Uh, Ron. Thank yeah, you. Bye. Bye-bye. Good night. Well, that's kind of like a cool place, huh? Yeah, it sounds like a great place. I mean, we should go there sometime. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, we've actually run out of town. There's two things I want to mention once again is that on the 27th, don't forget the uh, Dining with the Dead with Jeremy and myself on Haunted Lighthouses, and uh, uh, there will be a free DVD from the uh, Portsmouth Lighthouse. Also, um, uh, we will be giving tours of the lighthouse at a later date, uh, which will be free, too, so that's kind of cool. Um, anything you want to add? Oh, you want to wish uh, your, your friend uh, Molly Gibson the wrote the ghost hunter which is uh, one of the characters based on you molly uh, say congratulations wish her good luck and i'll be seeing her tomorrow night at the hawthorne when she has her book signing there you go so uh, i guess until next week it's time to wrap it up and say good night and god bless good night god bless thanks for listening everyone Goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night, deliver us good luck.